Welcome to Rainbow Soul Vodcast, where our soul astrology comes forward to help you manage your everyday life with forecasts and deep dives on natal charts and queer perspectives on the planets, transits, and more. A group discussion about upcoming transits with tips on how to read these transits in your own chart. Hollis offers years of wisdom and natal chart knowledge with Brighthawk's positive perspective and lacrosse's inquiry. We offer the complete queer astrology experience. Welcome to Rainbow Soul. Please help us by subscribing, sharing, and commenting and reviewing. You can also learn where else Rainbow Soul is offered on our website at rainbowsoul.show. Welcome. Welcome to Rainbow Soul Soul Astrology Astrology Forecast. Um, <laughs> I'm Hollis Taylor, and I am one of your astrologers today. We're going to be doing a forecast um, today for September, hold on, 16th through the 22nd. And um, I want to say that if you are looking for a reading or anything like that, I do private readings and you can get them at my website, divineandrogen.com. And hi there, I'm Bright Hawk. I'm an author artist, uh, musician, storyteller. You can learn more about me at brighthawkproductions.com where you can also order my book, The Dancing Hippo. It's award-winning, beautifully illustrated. And if you get the ebook, it has me telling the story and singing a bunch of songs and getting you involved as well. And I'm Lacrosse Ortiz. I am the author of the color journals, uh, the Fool's Journey color journals. We have so far, I have the wands, the cups, the sword, though I'm doing the swords and the pentacles. I, I, yeah, pentacles. There we go. I'm like, wait a minute. Wait. <laughs> so you can find me on um, TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. And yeah. And all of our links and descriptions and whatnot are in the description here. So whether you're on YouTube, or on any of uh, like Spotify, um, you can catch it. You can catch it there. Okay. All right, my friends. I invite you to take a moment, take some deep breaths. little deep breath for a big deep breath for releasing try taking another breath and this time blowing out as far as you can blowing out until you have no air left Feel yourself get untense like a balloon. And as you feel your mind open, your body relax, I invite you to see your steps, to see yourself walking. Walking the path of our lives. Walking a path under the night sky. 
a beautiful autumn all around you. The leaves have mostly fallen. The plants around you are going to sleep. And as you walk gently in your path, you come to a stop. And when you look up, up at the sky, the new moon has just started to wax, creating just a little bit of moon. You could just see part of it. And in its waxing phase, the moon helps us manifest, make things, bring things to fruition, step into change, step into our path. And we honor this moon, this time of in-between, the time of the fairies, the bringing in, to honor what we hope to bring into our lives. And as we head towards this eclipse and as the eclipse has already happened and we're in between eclipses, we allow things to fall, fall aside, fall away make room for other things, to make room for other ways of being. Just like the autumn leaves have fallen all around you. And as you look down, you can see the beautiful leaves on the ground. You feel a bird up on the branch looking down at you almost as if they're witnessing your journey. And as you continue on your path and you notice the leaves all over, you recognize that there's always a time to shed. There's always a time to let go. And as your vision fades, come back into your body, into the here and now. You continue to walk, but the path begins to fade and you come back into your body. You can feel your feet on the floor here and now. You can feel your bottom on the seat. And you can feel present in your moment now. I invite you to wiggle your toes, stretch your fingers, and open your eyes. And come back to the present, to the here and now. Back to Rainbow Soul.
Well done, Brighthawk. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate your music. Well, good. I appreciate your guided meditation. Yeah, yeah I needed that this week. <laughs> yeah, right. it's always a good little journey. Right? Yeah. Um, I like guided meditations, too. We've you know, done soundtracks for other people's um, meditation series and stuff, but we keep saying we're going to do one. We are. We are going to do it. We are. We will do it. We'll, we'll get there. We will. Maybe this winter. Yeah, I was just going to say, maybe that'll be our winter work this year. Yeah, making guided meditations. and I appreciate guided meditations. I think it's a good way to start meditating. Like if you want to yeah, meditate, sure. it's a good place to start. Yeah. Because it just kind of helps your helps you vision and um it just helps you learn how to calm your mind. Right. Yeah. So all right, my friends, so I'm gonna share our um slides with you. Oh nice fall colors. Yeah, I've I got the fall colors, and um, uh, I almost wanted to, if I could have put a little raven flying in there, <laughs> I would have, um, but, you know, so we're coming up um, on, it's deep into autumn, we're deep into autumn, and um, this is the 16th here. And on the 16th, uh, we'll be bringing in some of the things that were happening last week, like the Grand Shrine and Water was already kind of happening. Um, Juno was already opposite Saturn. Juno's still in Leo, but it'll move over into Virgo later in the week. Juno is about commitments and relationships. So um, as it moves into Virgo, uh, You'll probably get more practical and grounded about those kinds of things, about relationships and commitments and contracts and things like that. Now, um, the part of fortune is um, sextiling Saturn, which I thought was a really good aspect because it ends up putting a kite. It ends up with the grand shrine of water. It ends up being the kite. Um, and so the mouse doesn't show up. Would you like me to change something? The sound. Okay. Um, so what ends up happening is the grand trine in water, you know, is of course, like I said, emotions. But then on top of that, um, we have the part of fortune pull, pulling on it. So I wouldn't be surprised if you started to feel... Um, like um like you like things got better or that you had a better way of thinking about things or being emotional about things and so um it's whoops i didn't mean to change there so it's just too much so give me just a moment there we go um, so the part of fortune is going to help sort of bring in the good emotions and the good, like, okay, this is going to work better for me if I think about it this way. Okay. So that's the part of fortune sextiling Saturn. 
It's going to work better for you if you integrate this or that. So whatever has been going on with you emotionally, and then you figure out how you're going to manage it, you're on point, especially at the beginning of the week. And um, Venus is sextiling also already, and it's been going on for a while. It's been sextiling Vesta. Venus is about like the things that you love, relationships. Uh, could be also like material things, money and stuff like that. And with it, sextiling Vesta, that's about your spiritual dedication. So stay spiritually dedicated. And if that's feeling good to you, if you're trying a new way or anything like that, keep doing that. Um, because spirituality is a really a big deal. And um, I think personally that uh, we live a better life if we have some sort of spiritual life, whatever that could be, whether it's anything from stoicism to, to you know, if you're agnostic or if you're a witch or whatever, just hopefully the beliefs that you believe in help you. Uh, don't, don't, don't stay with spiritual paths, uh, that make you feel like crap. So, <laughs> um, not recommended. Anyway, so there's a lot of sextiles and stuff like that. There are a few oppositions, um, especially with Jupiter op opposite the moon and Ceres, but right exactly. off, I think you've seen that, right? Yeah, opposite Jupiter and Uranus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so you remember in astrology, oppositions are not um, a blending or a balancing. It's an opposite energy. It's this or that. There's no <clears throat> balancing. It's just one or the other. So when the moon is in Scorpio and Scorpio's ruler is Pluto, right? Uh, yeah, it's yeah. Pluto and Mars. Pluto and Mars. I always want to say Venus, but I always know that's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, so when the moon is in Scorpio, it it um, answers to Mars and to Pluto. And so um, the, the one thing that's nice in a nice aspect is the, that the moon is in a trine to Neptune. So Scorpio moon, just in case you didn't need a reminder... Scorpio is imaginative. It can be very focused, very determined, very ambitious, can be idealistic and very spiritual, of course. The challenge side of a Scorpio can be jealous, obstinate, very fixed, right? So um, resentful can come up. But the moon in Scorpio, um, think of spiritually uh, minded. And so um, the... The nice thing is, is that it's having a trine conversation with Neptune, which is basically a big blessing about what are your dreams, what are your desires, and so, you know, that can, there can be some positivity that way, but I am a little concerned about the opposition with Jupiter and Uranus mm -hmm. that can have its tension. Well, it's in direct opposition with Jupiter. Um, they're only like a one degree or yeah, earlier in the day, it's, it is opposite Uranus. And then later in the day, it's opposite Jupiter. So with Uranus, it's probably okay because it's putting you on your path, but opposite Jupiter, it's going to, it, you, you, you might have a hard time with, um, 
not big emotions, but like, I know and think this, but I feel this. Okay, so I'm feeling this, but I know and think, I know and believe this. Okay, so if that happens, just float through it. You'll be okay. It'll pass. It's it's the moon, thank goodness. So it moves pretty quick, eh? Yeah. And the following day, um, there's a yod pointing at the sun, which I thought was pretty darn important, especially with coming from Neptune and Uranus. So they're in a sextile, and a yod is uh, where it's pointing, um, and it's pointing at the sun. So two planets are sextile, and they're pointing at the sun. And with Uranus and Taurus and Neptune in Pisces, it's very much about it's very much about what we believe and what we think, and what we think is our path and what actually might be our path. And so Neptune and Uranus are going to sort of resolve their differences, okay? Because Neptune's very dreamy. Uranus is a little bit more practical and revolutionary. And Neptune could probably meet meet Uranus on that level. But, you know, it's going to take a little bit of letting certain things go. So if you're letting things go and during that time... Now, like we're in between, this is eclipse season. So, you know, with the sun in Libra, it's pretty much saying, let that shit go, let it go. So, um, especially any illusions or thoughts or ideas that you have, just let it go. Especially Mercury is conjunct um, the sun at that time. And so it's kind of point, the Yod will also kind of point at that within a two degrees. Um, and so that's going to leave us with this. We'll probably need to talk about it. And if you need to talk about it, that's okay. I just want to say that because sometimes we forget that it's okay, um, to talk about it. So I'm just going to say, hopefully you have a friend or a spouse or, or maybe somebody online or something like that you can find that would be willing to talk to you. And talking about it is super important. So that will help you work through this, uh, whatever's going on there. Now, Lilith, Venus, and Juno are now all in Virgo, okay? and But they're still opposite, especially Juno. Uh, not so much Lilith, uh, but Juno in particular is opposite Saturn. And Saturn is still in Pisces, right? And it's retrograde. So you may have a hard time figuring out, like you might have some choices to make about contracts, commitments, and relationships, okay? So you might be like, is this really good for me? Do I really want to be doing this? And, you know, so it could be a little bit of back and forth like that. And with Saturn and Pisces, Saturn and Pisces is hard to grasp. It's like trying to hold water. So... And that's creating a T-square, that opposition to Saturn with Juno is creating a T-square to the moon. Right. And basically the moon is squaring Lilith, Juno, Saturn, Venus, you know, that cluster up there. And um, so some challenging energy that way, um, for sure. But the moon is now, my snapshot's a little later than yours. In the evening, the moon will be in Sagittarius. 
Oh, okay. So right on the, the edge of Scorpio there. Yeah. yeah, right there. It's a void moon in Scorpio, but give it a few hours and it'll be a Sagittarius moon. Mm-hmm. Now, what do we know about a Sagittarius moon? Well, we know the moon sparkles in Sagittarius. Sagittarius moon is adventurous, fun-loving, exuberant, open-minded, sincere. Challenge side of a Sag moon can be restless, indulgent, irresponsible, careless. Um, so the moon in Sag, it does sparkle. It likes it. And um, the, you know, the challenge is, is you've got a lot of squares, which are going to require some decisions, some com- uncomfortable conversations, probably. Um, <clears throat> and uh, you still have the trine to Neptune. You still have the sextile to Pluto. But um, yeah, Saturn and opposite Venus, et cetera, is, is intense. Mm-hmm. Saturn is about structure, which is odd because it's in water. And of course, Saturn in water means that there could be floods, there can be earthquakes, there could be unrest. And sure enough, guess what? <laughs> There's floods, earthquakes, and unrest. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we'll, um, you know, it is fall and this is kind of fall season as well. Like That's the it. floods and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the interesting thing on the next day is that the part of fortune will come in contact uh, pretty much will go over top of Pluto mm. um, in Capricorn. And so I'm just going to say, like, if I was to pick a sign that the part of fortune was ruled by. I would say that the part of fortune rules Capricorn. Mm. So I would think that it would be stronger there. And especially with Pluto and Pluto uh, is about change. So you may all of a sudden find out that your money's coming from a different place or you get fortune from a different place. Some things could change. There could also be a power, power dynamic there or something like that type of thing going on um, with the part of fortune and Capricorn together. Part of Fortune and Pluto together in Capricorn. Capricorn is very much about money, our work yeah. and money and uh, those kinds of things. And so with the Part of Fortune being about that kind of thing, and then Pluto being about change and power dynamics, uh, I just want to give you a heads up on that. And the, there is a kite pointing to Neptune that's been going on for a while now. Um, and that's, that's, that's pretty much been with a grand trine in earth now on this day it's not quite perfected but it will become more perfected later in the week right uh so we're on the 19th uh-huh okay yeah so the moon is still in sag the aspects improve greatly on the 19th we're on the 19th not the 18th Are you sure Nicholas. there's the 19th okay so <clears throat> um Sextile to Mercury, which is a really nice thing. Communication should get er easier. Uh, Sextile to Saturn. Ah, thank you. The tension with Saturn should resolve. Things should get easier. See what the structure is, what the structure needs to be. Now we end up, of course, with a square to Neptune because we were in a trine before. Um, So that can be um, having to make some choices around your visions and dreams but really nice trying to the north node and a trying to lilith so 
those are really nice. Mm -hmm. And it ends up all feeling like a little cradle, like you're a little baby and the universe is holding you. So you have Saturn, Juno, the moon, sun, and Mercury. And that ends up with this, this cradle, which is, um, I think of cradles as the universe has you. You're not going to fall. You're, you're being held and held for a reason, held so that you can um, rise strong. And so our intuition on that day is going to be particularly good. I can see the trines here and um, the sextiles. And that that's going to be really good, especially with the North Node and Aries with Moon trining right. with the North Node. Yeah, it's going to it's going to mean that your intuition. So listen to your intuition this week. OK, especially on especially on Friday, mm -hmm. the 19th or Thursday, Thursday the 19th, um, the Thursday, the 19th, because that's gonna that's that's gonna push you in the right direction it's gonna it's gonna point you in the right direction yeah thursday and friday i must say of all the days of the week thursday and friday are the ones that have the nicest aspects have the um flowiest energy if you will i would agree because there's a huge grand shrine in earth just gonna in involving the moon yeah, yeah. Is a beautiful grand trine. That's that big blue triangle that you can kind of make out here. And you can see that all of the points point to an earth sign. That's what makes it a grand trine in earth. And it involves the moon, but it also involves Jupiter, um, which is at 12 degrees. And Venus, which is at 10 degrees. So it's almost perfect there. It will kind of perfect at some point or get as close to perfection as it will. Um, and then that's the grand trine in earth. Um, that's going to... Grand trines and Earth are very much about manifestation, especially for material things. So that could be like anything that you're trying to come up with or create or um, anything like that. That's that's going to. And then the part of fortune is also conjunct Saturn. I don't know if you've seen that, but the part of fortune down there at the bottom, it's coming up on Saturn and the part of fortune moves almost as quickly as the moon mm -hmm. and um it's going to move on to the moon i mean it's going to move on to to saturn there and so but what's good about it is that it will be trining a lot of things over in libra so making this eclipse season benefit you okay you're gonna feel the benefit and um although it might be like hard for a day or two you'll kind of go back to, oh, oh, it's going pretty good, you know? And because um, <clears throat> the sun, Mercury, and Mars are all trining Saturn. So that's about our action. That's about what we say and the path we're headed towards. Right. Yeah. So you you were saying Friday is also a good day too. Yeah. I, I think the best aspects are Friday, that grand earth trine and... Um, and it's also trining Jupiter. So, of course, the moon, when it's in Sagittarius, is answering to Jupiter in. And so, although, wait, are we now on Fridays? So yeah. On Friday, it's moved into Capricorn. <laughs> right. So, but it's still, it's still trining Jupiter. So, that's mm -hmm. true. But it's, it's answering to Saturn. Now, Saturn's in all those trines. Yeah. So I don't know. And it's trining Venus. And it's in a sextile to Mars and Ceres. In a square to Chiron, but 
that Grand Earth Trine, that's going to really, that's going to be really nice. Yeah, it's going to so, really light things up by the end of the week. Like, yeah. you might have a couple of challenges along the way, but just keep going, my friends, because you will get there. Because that that Grand Trine in Earth then becomes a Grand Trine in Water um, with Saturn and the Part of Fortune pretty much on top of each other with Vesta and um, Mars all in water. And so that's emotionals, you know, so emotionals, intuition, readings, psychic readings will be real good this, this weekend, Thursday through Sunday. If you're a psychic, if you're doing anything with your intuition, any kind of magic, you're a witch or anything like that, now's the time, Thursday through Sunday, Sunday, good days, good, 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 good days. Um, because the, the magic is going to be there. The manifestation is going to be there, especially with, did you notice that moon was, the moon was conjunct the Pluto? Oh, actually, I missed that. Thank you. Yeah, they're out. only five degrees apart Oh, no, here. I did write it down. I did write it down. Yeah, and that makes me think about intuition changing. Transformation. When I think Pluto, I think transformation. Right. Mm -hmm. So remember, when the moon is in Capricorn, you have the moon, which is all about our emotions, right? In Capricorn, which is the least emotional sign, right? So you have this cool, you know, vibe going on. Mm -hmm. So it can be very determined, can be very responsible, very disciplined. Capricorns can be very patient, committed. Um challenge side of a Capricorn moon can be rigid, pessimistic, um, too uh, opinionated or materialistic, not a humanitarian, you know. Sometimes known as being a little cold. Yeah, too dismissive of other people's <laughs> feelings, you know, not even like aware of why would that be a problem kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So they're, they're, think cool. So, um, yeah, the moon will be in Capricorn and conjuncting Pluto. So, yeah, Pluto's all about transformation and it's been. I was also thinking about a little bit of power play. So if someone's gaslighting you and you're getting mm. an intuition about that, pay attention. Pay attention to your intuition this weekend. Yeah, because the moon important. is going to square to Mercury. So square to Mercury, square to the North Node. Trining Uranus. So that's good. That that can help. That you. means it's going to help you get on your path. Yeah. 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 yeah to help you be uh, correctly on your path, which will, which will really help you manifest in Uranus with Uranus putting you on, on point, on, on path. And, you know, it's a good, it's actually a really good weekend. When you see big blue triangles like that, you can just know that that's called a grand trine. <laughs> we also have a mystic rectangle. Hmm. I think there might even be two of them there with a variety of aspects. And that's that's pretty much about spiritual manifestation. And with the part of fortune um, conjunct uh, Saturn, that's, you know, it's watery. So it might be hard to hold on to, but um, your foundation will be changed. You will recognize that you're making some changes, especially since we're in eclipse season. And things are going to change. Um, now Vesta is trining Mercury and has been trining Mercury. But they'll come into a perfect um, trine on Sunday. So that's 
pretty much about, you know, um, sorry, Vesta is trining. I put Mercury, but that's not correct. It's actually Mars um, in Scorpio. And so that makes me really think about your spirituality. If you're taking action around your spirituality, um, just, I'm just going to say today, Sunday, it's the day you're going to speak, you're going to do something, um, you're learning something, studying something, take, take, take heed that you, you're going to, it's going to go really well. And, you know, the thing is that the Mercury and Mercury and the sun are both trining Saturn. And so that's more of, and because the sun is in Libra and Mercury is in Scorpio. That's more about putting ourselves on our path, especially since we're in eclipse season. That's very much about being spiritually aligned. So if you got something going on for Samhain, uh, for this season, uh, now is the time to speak it, to do it. And the part of fortune is also conjunct Neptune. So, you know, uh, your dreams and your visions and things like that could very get very strong um, with a sextile to Uranus. So this could be very much about, you know, if you have some sort of dream or idea where you're like, I really want to teach people about some sort of spiritual thing or something like that. Today, today, Sunday, that's the day. Hmm. Well, the moon moves into Aquarius, and of mm. course, Aquarius is all about being a humanitarian, you know, a logic with humanitarians. So Aquarians can be very sensitive, um, perceptive, idealistic, creative, tolerant. They're very community-minded. Um, humanitarian is a really good word for Aquarius. Um on the challenge side of Aquarius moon, they can be very unpredictable. They can be very aloof. They can have a very fixed opinion because it's a fixed sign and um, frankly, tactless. <laughs> uh, but the moon in, uh, I would focus on the fact that when the moon is in Aquarius, it's very sensitive, very intuitive, very um, mindful of the we. Mm -hmm. um it is see that mars is still opposite jupiter and that creates a t-square to the moon so those that mars opposite jupiter that's the one thing that could challenge your forward momentum yeah but i think it would be easy to pull through especially with all those trines yeah mm -hmm. with all those strong trines going on especially with saturn and 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 the part of fortune, um, and the part of fortune with Neptune, it's going to be easy, easier to move through things. And Venus is sextiling Mars, so that usually means um, creating things, and you know it's like man and woman. Uh, Venus is in um, Virgo. Venus isn't crazy about being in Virgo. Mar <laughs> Mars likes Scorpio though. So, but they're going to be sextile. And so that means that they're going to let go of their differences and come together. So that's a good thing. Uh, you know, that, that's, that's a good thing that, that will help manifest, uh, manifest your actions into something you love. 
and will be exactly in the middle point between the two equinoxes. Wow. So they call this uh, the time between the two equinoxes as a thinning of the veils. In draconic astrology, we they think of the solar eclipse as the eyeball of the dragon and the lunar eclipse. No, I reversed it. The lunar eclipse, which is the full moon, is the eye of the dragon and the solar eclipse, the new moon, is the tail of the dragon. So what needs to be released and what is coming in. Which is why we're shedding right now, like right. like in the in the as the eclipse passes on the fourteenth right. and whatnot, we start shedding. Right. And the other thing when you think of an eclipse is you think of seeing that which was not seen, right? Suddenly you know something you didn't know before. You see something you didn't see before. That's truly what part of the eclipse does, right? It changes the light and all of a sudden you're like, whoa. I didn't know, you know, mm-hmm. I didn't know is a, kind of a common phrase with Uranus and Pluto in the game, because Uranus is all about, gee, I didn't see that coming. It's <laughs> all about transformation. So when you have the two of them anchoring yods and whatnot, it's just been a lot. Yeah, just a lot of, a lot of intense Blessings energy. on your dreams, blessings on your intentions. This is a great time to be making intentions, to be focusing on them. Yeah. And what about what are the animals? What about, what about the animals this time of year? Well, at this time, we're literally transforming from, we're going from the, crow, um, the raven into the snake, which makes sense with all the shedding. Oh. Um, uh, but I, I wanted to make a point. Uh, it doesn't have to be hard. If if you're going into the snake season, you have to realize, I always say, look at scientific facts to prove you're spiritual. And snakes have anywhere from 400 to 1,000 vertebrae, depending on the size of the snake, okay? And the reason it has all that is to make it flexible. So this is a time for you to allow yourself to be flexible in the transformation and gain that spirituality because if not i mean you got to look at the dark the the shadow side of the snake they could be venomous they're constrictors you could constrict yourself you can become toxic to somebody or even toxic to yourself so maybe this is a time for you to allow yourself to be more flexible embrace the new spirituality don't be all you know just just take it as it comes and move around it so yeah okay that's i have a awesome. friend that says blessed are the flexible for the shape, <laughs> that's <the dentist> shape. <laughs> yeah, yeah i'm like give me more vertebrae i need them okay because <laughs> wow well, I you know, know that. snakes are funny um you know i had a pet snake for years and years Same. Uh, my my son now has it but the thing about snakes is um when they're shedding if you create a pretty good environment for them, like with some roughage, like rocks and things for them to rub themselves up against and there's enough moisture in the air, they'll uh, shed all in one piece. And yeah. if you have any empathy for the animal, you can tell that they actually get a little bit stressed right before the shed. But then once they let it go, they're like, ah, yeah, 
spa, like someone just gave them a massage or something. Yeah. Now, if they don't shed well, it will come off in pieces and there will be pieces stuck to them that are not very comfortable and it comes. So when you see a snake skin that's all together, then that was a healthy snake. But like if it's too dry or they didn't have enough things to rub against or not enough water, they'll it'll come off in pieces. And that's not what you want, right? Okay, if you have a pet snake. But I'm just pointing out that those pieces are like stuck to them and it doesn't, I don't think it feels good to them. I mean, I had a snake for many, many years and I learned to emotionally connect to reptiles and you can feel their, just like you can feel like your pet, your dog, your cat, you can feel their, their um, stress when they're stressed and they do, they get stressed. Um, and then, but once they, once they shed really well, you can feel the relief in them. Yeah. And when you pick them up, they're like, yeah, <laughs> and they're like happy to, they, you shouldn't pick them up so much when they're preparing to shed yeah. because they're already stressed. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now I had, uh, I had the, uh, ball Python and she gave me a perfect, like the entire, I donated it to the. To yeah. the indigenous center and you know for for them to use in ceremony um but oh it was a beautiful perfect shed and and i you know and the one thing i always tell people shedding isn't going to be comfortable it's not supposed to be it's supposed to be stressful it's supposed to be exactly how it is for the animal it's supposed to be for you so right. but just look forward to the relief afterwards right. And I always think that, like, when I, when we're shedding, there's always going to be a light side. So mm-hmm. when I'm in the dark, I try to remind myself there's going to be a light. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. Well, I'm going to do uh, a three-card reading here with my Love is Love deck. It's a pride deck, and each one of the cards is done by a different LGBTQ artist. All right. The first card is the page of wands now the page of wands is pretty much a spiritual shaman it's like a a shaman of um you know of spirituality this is pretty much to remind you of the path that you stepped on this is pretty much about spiritual paths this is about the spiritual path that you've tried on that you were investigating or experimenting with. And this is this is a reminder of that because the page is usually the beginning of the story, right? It's the beginning of the path. It's, uh, it's sort of the young uh, experimental one. And this page here is um, they are walking away from their shadow. They're, they're looking at the water. They're feeling um, connected to nature. And um, you can see that they're honoring their uh, their original ways. So um, and so, I want to just say this is very much about the path that you chose for yourself. And this card is um, it's actually about the heartbreaking, the heartbreaking stuff that happens, um, and even a page on their path or anyone on their path, there's probably going to be some heartbreak. 
there's probably going to be something that's not easy. It's going to be a rainy day. Uh, you can't have sunshine every day. It's just you can't. And that's pretty much what this is about. But it's also about the rainbow that when the rain stops and the sun comes out, it creates a rainbow. So, and that's pretty much why you can see it. It's like a rainbow. And it's to remind you of the transition between broken heart and, you know, the rain and the sun. It's a, it's a card to remind you about how we transition from, from not so great day to a great day. Okay. And going forward, uh, this is the two of wands. And this is pretty much about teamwork. This is about coming together with others. This is about um, collaborating and collaborating in a good way. And that's pretty much what this is about is, is you know, collaboration in a way that creates new things that um, sort of creates a bright future, an interesting future, and even a future of manifestation. This pattern that you see is very much about manifestation. It's very much about what we bring into our lives. And so um, these, you know, that's pretty much what this is with these two goddesses together and their wands they're creating what they really want in life. So for review, just remember that spiritual path that you walked. Remember that spiritual path that you were experimenting with. It's very important. It is exactly what's reminding you of now. And as you go forward, remember that just because you have a bad day doesn't mean it can't turn good because the rainbow can always come out. Um, and that's pretty much what this is about. It's about that transition between challenge and great about what happens that is good. And going forward, remember that you can manifest with others, especially when you both come together on even ground, uh, when you come together equally. And in this way, you can manifest exactly what you were dreaming of. Hey, great. Good. That's very cool. All right. Awesome. Well, I want to say thank you to, um, to everybody who's been watching and to a sense of place 4097 for commenting on you for, on our YouTube channel. We appreciate you. Thank you so much. Um, and, uh, last time she said that I was looking good. So <laughs> in other words, I'm doing better since my surgery. Yes. Every day gets a little bit better, and I'm walking every day, close to 3,000 steps, and I make improvements, try to make small improvements every day. So, um, you know, that's what it's all about. Somebody told me that that recovering from the surgery is a little bit like a marathon. Hmm. So that's pretty much what it's been. I would agree with that. It's been a marathon, except you don't need water. You have too much water. So anyway, yeah, right. Oh <laughs> uh, my! Yeah, I'm like so. um, I get the metaphor, but I've run a marathon and I've done had major surgeries. You're on your own journey, marathon, yes, because it is a process that you know you're not. It's not quick. It's definitely day by day thing. Endurance required for sure. Mm -hmm. You've done a great job and 
what are we what did we say three weeks four weeks we're coming thursday, thursday yeah a couple more days and we'll be at one month yeah mm -hmm. which is great that's a big 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 milestone yeah so um thank you for all of you for your support thank you to those people that have reached out to me i appreciate you i absolutely do people that comment on my um posts or or uh, thanks for liking this and following along on Rainbow Soul. Uh, we tried not to skip a beat. We were a little bit late once, but otherwise we were pretty good. We did a great job. Um, considering <laughs> I went through hard. I, uh, I was just about to say, considering everything, no, I think we're doing fantastic. <laughs> we're yeah. doing a great job. At least we, um, you know, it's it's you do this week after week after week. It, it takes a little bit of commitment and time and, you know, we have, the three of us have to come together and, um, and lacrosse does the editing. We deeply appreciate that. Um, and, and then, you know, I have to make sure it goes out on all the platforms and, you know, all of that is work. So we appreciate you listening. We appreciate you liking, commenting, letting us know you're out there. It gives us a little bit of encouragement. Um, and we appreciate it. So just wanted to say that. Yep, we wish you all the very best. Hope you have a great rest of your eclipse season. We'll see you next week when we talk about the lunar eclipse. And blessings, blessings, blessings. All right. All right, all right my friends. Bye-bye. Good night. Thank you for listening to this week's Soul Astrology and subscribing, liking, sharing, and reviewing. We hope you enjoy this dose of soul astrology and encourage you to embrace the week ahead with an open mind and heart so that you may integrate the deepest of lessons from the stars. Take a moment to step outside and honor the planet, stars, and moon in the sky with your heart. Integrate the messages that resonate and leave the rest for someone else. We deeply appreciate each and every one of you. Always remember that you are a perfectly unique human with an exclusive star map of your destiny, your soul purpose, and your heart's desire. Thank you again for tuning in to Rainbow Soul.